Hello and welcome to WonderPod, episode 234. The, it's creeping closer and closer to the end of the year. At least the end of our year. Um, yeah, that's also correct. I'm I'm hosting this week. I don't even really know why. I should have made one of them host. Although is about half crazy and John's job's going to drive him crazy. So maybe it was a good thing that... So they're both crazy is what I'm trying to say. Maybe it was Yeah, maybe it was a good thing that <laughs> I decided to do it this week. Not that I prepared any more than when they're doing it now. I it's it's been great. Uh but let me introduce them and then I'll tell them one little fact I may not have told them already. Uh joining us this week as always is John. Rabble 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 hey yo. You sound <laughs> Okay, the hey-yo part was cool. You sound a little bit more like the Hamburglar when you do that. Not... <laughs> that. That's not by accident. Oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. I'm currently trying to get Agent K to, and he's the one that started it, to say some bitch in a thick Scottish accent so that I can then save it and make it my text alert for my phone. <laughs> and he knows. He knows I'll do it, so I haven't been able to catch him doing it yet when I've got audio on. I am going to get it done, though. Also joining us this week, he's not worried about his pants on being on fire because he's sitting in water. It made way more sense if you knew what he and I were talking about. It's Glacinator. Yeah, that, that made no sense. Yeah, zero. <laughs> that no was context. That was total bomb. I'm doing this podcast while sitting in a bathtub. <laughs> so if I suddenly hang up, it's because I dropped the laptop in the water and I am dead. I electrocuted myself. Um, no, you know, it's funny. Like, a week you guys have been hosting. And by the way, they've been doing a great job. And I will hear nothing other than that, bastards. Um, not that anybody said anything. I'm just telling them now. Fuck off. They did great. They've been doing great. Uh, like, about Tuesday morning, I'll go, oh, I should look for stuff for the podcast. Oh, wait. I'm not hosting this week. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, if I do see stories that I think might be interesting if we're running low on material, then yeah, I, I do keep a, a few notes here and there in case we're really scuppered, but uh, shout out to Red Green. Uh, but other than that, I, I, I you guys are more than capable of handling the hosting duties, and it's been awesome when you've been doing it. Um, but games that we've been playing, uh, Glacinator... Other than juggling electric appliances, keeping them away from the bathtub of doom, uh, what, what have you been playing this week? I'm going to make that into a joke somehow. It's not going to be a good one, but it'll eventually. Um, I played some more Yoshi's Island, just sort of playing it just to play it, kind of zoning out and playing it. Uh, played some more Awesome Knots, same old, same old. Um, I downloaded a game called uh, Don't Move. Um it was on a the humble bundle site for like ninety nine cents. So I figured uh, I, I could I could spend a dollar even if it sucks. I don't care. And uh, it's basically it's a one screen game. So you spawn as this ninja, and it's like pixelated. It's like eight bit. And uh, it the game's called like I said, it's called Don't Move. I don't really understand like the point of the game yet because if you move to the left, you die, and if you move to the right, you die. But depending on how you move to the left and right, you unlock different things so right now i have to collect two zenith objects which i don't know what that is but i already got one so uh i'm doing a terrible job explaining this game but i really have no idea what is going on so if you want a game that makes no sense at all 
for 99 cents and play Don't Move. Uh, I wish I could give you a better review of it, but I really have no idea <laughs> what it what it is. I maybe it's because I'm crazy, which we all know. But the a game that the concept is don't move. When in every video game you've ever played, you're taught to move and sometimes move rapidly. That, that <laughs> this appeals to my insanity. I'm gonna have. No, to... I, I tried that. I tried not moving, and then I got a little trophy. I had to get like five, five different trophies, and so that was one of the trophies I got. So I don't know. It's sort of like a, it's more like a puzzle. The game itself is a puzzle to figure out how you progress. So yeah, I guess don't look it up because then you might get the how to do stuff spoiled. But yeah, that would. Yeah, I, I, I suspect that there's guides for people who. You know, I don't know. Because I think most people that it wasn't a normal video game, kind of like the Dear Esther Backlash, uh, they just go, eh, it's in the video game. Get out of here with this weak shit. You know. I don't know. That's a good question. Anything else? Nope, that's pretty much it. Uh, I've done other stuff that's not games, but... No, whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't leave us hanging after that. What mass murder? Plot the overthrow of the Earth? I mean, um, well, we were talking a lot about Guardians of the Galaxy this year, and uh, on Google Play they released the soundtrack for free. Cool. So I totally oh, I think I saw that. that. And I downloaded that, and so I've been listening to that for like the past two days. I'm pretty sure someone caught me in the elevator dancing. So <laughs> oh, that's it's pretty a very good. Uh, it's a very good like distract from your life playlist. Which is what I need right now. So I don't think I was just getting comfortable with John being stressed out. I don't think I've ever seen Glaze this stressed in the three years I've known him, or four years probably. Uh, John, what Hello. have you been doing besides your uh, very fine Im- imitation of Bat Dad? Ah, yeah, that was, that, that's I do. Bit of- that's been a bit of fun. Uh, well, it's funny because a lot of people don't think I pay attention to my Facebook news feed. And general terms, I don't. But when I saw Peter sitting there with the Batman mask on in the in the one photo, I thought, how long until John's wearing it? That was my initial or wearing one. And I'm not going to say I'm clairvoyant, but I was proven correct. That was more just connect the dots of where something's going. Well, that that original Batman mask um, came from a a Batman Halloween costume that I bought at the the local supermarket. And they were selling off; they were still selling off Halloween costumes uh, at reduced price. And it was and the, this twenty eight dollar Batman costume was was on for one dollar. So I figured, well, that's a that's a nice cheap play, you know, play uh, dress up type type you know thing. And I and I also got a one dollar Captain America uh, costume for him too. But the bat, the Batman mask. As soon as he saw it, I pulled it out of the bag. He, all he wanted was the mask, and he wanted the cape, and and and, and wanted to watch some more Bat Bat Dad stuff. And and yeah, he he runs around quoting it all the time, which is pretty funny. And um, yeah, and we were at we were at Target the other day, and we were going through. I can't remember what we were buying, but we walked through. You know the. The toy section, and sure enough, this is this is he he sees it, and this is the same mask that oh well in the Bat Dad 
web, you know, the Vine videos, he usually wears a black one. But sometimes he, he, you know, at some point in in the run of vines, he he found a blue one and and started wearing that for a while. And so Peter wanted the blue one, but more importantly, he wanted the little yellow and black plastic batarang inside that he uses a lot in the videos as well. And so you know, I saw it there, and I, I wasn't going to buy it right away, but I, so I, I figured, okay, well, you know, I'll tell him no for now. Maybe I'll buy it as a you know Christmas stocking stuffer kind of thing. And, and anyway, he runs over to it, picks it up, and puts it on his face, which is fine, except that this is the day that we discover that Peter had pink eye. <laughs> and so, whoops! And so we said, oh, or I said, oh, well, I guess I'm buying this now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and so we took it up and we had to buy it and bring it home and wash it <laughs> so that we could use it. You know what I mean? But uh, well, other... so are you insinuating that your child is nefarious and did this on purpose, or did he know? Does he know that he has pink eye? Oh, he's aware, but he doesn't understand about things being contagious. You know, like he okay. So this was an innocent mistake, innocent thing that worked yes. in his favor. Totally. Like we were there. We were actually there picking up eye drops for him. Like Wanda was up picking up eye drops and some different things up at the pharmacy area, and we were just went, went for a walk down. With no intention of buying anything at all until he saw that and grabbed it and put it on his face. How how how's he do with eye drops? My uh, at at first not great, but now he's fine. Yeah, my mother's favorite stories to drag out when it's embarrassed her kids' time with me is the fact that I don't like having my eyes messed with mm-hmm. at all. I am still very much punchy. When it comes, I just don't like other people messing with my eyes. And apparently I was a horror show. I never—I don't think I ever got pink eye. Uh, I did have some eye injuries, though, as a kid. Uh, yeah. dirt, dirt clawed to the face once. Cut above my eye once. Um, and, and, yeah, that's when it's time to embarrass me. I'm glad to hear he's okay with it, though, because that can be... Yeah. Well, it, to be honest, it wasn't as it wasn't a, it wasn't bad. I, I don't, and to be honest, I don't even really think it was actual pink eye. I think he he has a sinus infection that kind of got out of out of hand. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and so his eyes were very red because of that, and and so we had gone to the target to pick up some because it was a Sunday and so we and we couldn't take him to the doctor until the following day. So we got us some drops just to, you know, keep the, keep the inflammation down. Yeah, and then they found the mask. <laughs> But um, but anyway, um, on to what I've been doing. Because I haven't been playing uh, many games at all for a couple of reasons. One, I've been kind of on a self-imposed break from games uh, for a little bit. I just haven't found much of the the dr- of the drive to play much um, since finishing Tomb Raider. I, I haven't found that one I want to sink my teeth into. But secondly, the other problem was that um, my Wii U disk drive decided to stop working and stop reading disks. Um, the, the system loads up. Uh, it'll play downloadable games and it'll play Netflix, all that stuff, no problem. It just won't read any disks. And I tried the what I tried before with the air spray and clean it out and it didn't uh, didn't do jack shit. So, you know, on the, on the, on the eve of, I don't call it the eve, but the almost eve of Smash Brothers Wii U and and I got to play my Mario Kart 8 DLC, you know, 
twice my Wii U dies. And, uh, well, that doesn't die, but you know what I mean. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I started looking into what, what, what my repair options and since I'm, it's a launch Wii U, I'm past my, my warranty, my one year warranty. Uh, so it'll cost me a cool hundred bucks to get this sucker fixed. So once I get some bubble wrap, I'm going to put it in a box and send it off. Hopefully get it back. I think it's a 10 day, uh, um, they, they, they say a 10 day turnaround on repairs. It's, it's being sent to, to Ontario. So it's not going to the U S or anything, but uh 10 day turnaround to get it back. And so, you know, if I send it soon, I'll get it, I'll have it back before Christmas because I have a few things that I plan to play around Christmas time. <clears throat> I rule warriors. And, um, yeah, it's kind, of, it's, kind of, it's kind of disappointing to tell you the truth. And oh, I will say this: um, I don't know if it's uh, it's probably a coincidence, but my Wii U was working just fine um, after I, the last time I cleaned it out, and and then the neighborhood uh, fiends came over, and they were the ones that reported reported the error again. So it's probably coincidence, but that's who was playing with it when the last time it happened as well, which is. But I can't. I can't. That's only speculation and me being a crab ass. Uh, otherwise, um, we, we've been watching more Hannibal. I did, I did play. We did play some Rock Band. I, I broke out the Rock Band drums uh, for the first time in a long time. And I, you know, still love Rock Band. Still love Rock Band drums. I wouldn't. I've been. I've been reading a lot of Cry for Rock Band Four. Um, like, where is it? When's it coming out? And. You know, I, I I've been thinking, I'm trying to think about what harmonics has to do with Rock Band Four. Is it more of the same? Is it another instrument? Because I don't know how much, how well the the keyboards of Rock Band Three took off. Um, but I mean, obviously the the genre itself is also it's also uh, gotten gone pretty dormant at the at the moment as well. So I don't know what what they need to do because to get to, you know to try to get it, inject some life back into it again on a on a wider appeal level i guess you know ma- more mainstream than just to people who are like me and hardcore rock band people um like h- how do you get people to buy those instruments again because i presume that you know most people have probably gotten ri- gotten rid of them uh, i'm sure they're not sitting in someone's closet or ev- everybody's closet collecting dust like mine are <laughs> or at least all my other all my other uh, electric guitar, uh, you know, electric uh, video game guitars, but you know, I'd like to see it. In, but I, I don't, I don't know what that element that would be uh, to make it something fresh. Um, but anyway, there's a discussion for another time. Cowboy, um, cowboy, cowboy. <laughs> uh, that's not a bad idea. I, I, I actually, actually, whapping on the on the mic is sort of like a cowbell. For it as well because they want you to play beats. Oh, doing the yeah kind of thing. Yeah, sort of, yeah. I'm doing that, trying to do that really gently because I have no idea how loud it's coming across. Uh, it wasn't bad. I have seen rumblings, and I've seen Harmonix people kind of be really non-committal slash. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. I think Harmonix is going through kind of a a, a a change, mostly because they were really into Connect and felt very burned when Microsoft kind of put it on the back burner. I'm still not ready to call Connect dead, but that's possibly where it's heading. Uh, 
until it comes out in a better, you know, frame and format. Um, so I, I honestly, for me, and I've never played a rhythm game because I'm a white person and have all the rhythm of that microphone. Uh, I don't see why they don't just slap a little this, a little that on it and sell it to the hardcore. There's enough hardcore rock band folks out there that I bet they could easily break even on it. You know, kind of madden it a little bit. And well, I think I think they could sell to the hardcore if they just put the disc out, just the game, and didn't and you know, maybe Oh yeah, there's a good idea. Maybe a slight run of a few instruments just to top up the people who are who, who needed something new, but not. You know, I mean, last time with Rock Band Three, they made a deal with Mad Cats, and they were putting stuff out, all kinds of different things out. You know, different. There was three. There were three different guitars you could get, like the basic one, the one that had um, like twenty buttons, and one that had like a hundred buttons, and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. I guess maybe it was just too much in an, in an already saturated genre. I think they'll make a comeback. I just, I just wonder if it's going to be later on in the next generation, or the, you know, the current gen of games. Yeah, probably. Is that it? Uh, well, I mean, um, the thing I was going to mention that my highlight of entertainment this week has been uh, finally getting around to watch Django Unchained, the the Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah, it was one of it's one of those few Tarantino movies that I haven't seen, and uh, yeah, it was good. I, I mean, I. I uh, some of it was kind of hard to watch, but but that's kind of what they were going for. Uh, but I enjoyed it. it. It it didn't make, as I said to Roger Roger today, it didn't make when it, when it was over. It, it didn't make me go, "Yay, movies!" Like, "Oh my God, I love movies!" You know. But it the way that Pulp Fiction did or or, or Kill Bill did, but but this one, uh, I thought it was a pretty good flick. Not not as good as Inglorious Bastards. If I was to rank them, sort of, I, I'd put it below that maybe. But but uh, it was fun. Yeah, during our much vaunted WonderPod break, I'm gonna Django's on the list of uh, movies I need to force myself to sit down and watch. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm kind of curious. It's w- one of the few Tarantino films I haven't seen either, uh, and I really loved Inglorious Bastards. It was pretty over the top at times, but. I think you kind of I think you kind of accept that when you sign a contract. You know, or the hype, uh, a metaphorical contract to watch a Tarantino film. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, I'm I'm interested in seeing it, and it's got some damn fine actors in it. But I don't. I'm like you. I don't expect to come out of it going gay movies. Yeah, it's uh, it's on US Netflix. Oh, that's nice. That's good to know. Hopefully, it'll stay there like another two, three weeks, and then I'll get to it. Um. Anything else? No, that's it. So, here's the comedy of doing this a show like this. And I don't care if you're obscure. Let's back that up. I don't care what you call us, whether we're obscure, poignant, popular, whatever. You do a show like this, audience size doesn't matter. Things happen to you that you ultimately have to laugh at and poke fun at yourself. We spent... Glycinator more than I, but my sentiment was pretty much the same. A good 35 minutes of last week's show, ripping apart Ubisoft. 
And Friday morning, while I was doing paperwork and laundry and other things I try to do on Fridays, it might have even been Thursday night, uh, Steam had every Far Cry game up to three, Blood Dragon, all the DLCs for for 10 bucks. That's their weekend deal. And so I bought it. And, then, oh, and that oh, is... Some. No shit for three full games plus Blood Dragon, which is a full-ish game, plus all the DLC for Far Cry 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just... That is the comedy factor of doing a show like this. I, I, I fervently believe it doesn't lessen anything I've said about Ubisoft, but I have stated since episode pretty much one of this show that I'm a consumer whore and <laughs> will go to town when I feel like it. Um, but, you know, so I played a little bit of Far Cry 3. It reminds me a lot of Just Cause. And I should state, too, I guess, that... I have never played a Far Cry game up to this point. Uh, I've heard one is really buggy and two is buggy, so I'm probably going to skip them. But Far Cry 3, it's it's fun. It's pretty good. It looks really beautiful. Um, pretty optimized, so it's, it's pretty decent even on a, a mid-level machine like mine. Uh, and the story's been done before but it's not bad it's not bad it's it'll be interesting it's one of those ones where i think you got to get to a certain level um let's just call it level it's not really an rpg level but you you have to get to a certain state in that game where you have uh you know a number of weapons a number of this a number of that before the fun really kicks off uh you know you're kind of struggling a little bit in the early going, and that's just cause was like, just cause two was like that. Um, you know, Skyrim was like that. A lot of those games are like that, where you're kind of gonna become all powerful, but you're not at first. But so far, it's not bad. Um, the other comedic note about that was, I was so happy because you play Ubisoft's crappy ass little service, remembered me and logged me in. And then promptly wouldn't load the game. <laughs> and Steam said the game was already running, so it forced me to reboot. It's like Ubisoft, you stupid fuckheads. <laughs> Can you do anything right at this point? <laughs> so I, I I suspect I will get back to Far Cry 3, but I also suspect that if you hear about it again on WonderPod, it'll be next year. <laughs> because I braved the Morlock service known as Origin, to pre-order Dragon Age Inquisition. Now, my relationship with Dragon Age is well known across the entire span of WonderPod, from the original Dragon Age Origin saga to my stating, not sure I stated it on the show, but I said it plenty on Twitter, that Dragon Age 2 is a screaming pile of shit that needed to go back to the factory, and that was after playing a demo. Uh, so I suppose it's, it was almost borderline insanity for me to have faith in Bioware enough to pony up for Dragon Age Inquisition. I am not going to spoil it for you. I'm only about 15 hours in the game. I'm not even going to tell you a lot about what what's going on. But I will tell you that Bioware has redeemed themselves. 
The game is beautiful. The fighting mechanics are acceptable. They're nothing to write home about, but that was not, I, that was not something I had a problem with in Dragon Age Origins. The story is compelling and interesting. And here's the thing. I was not even going to bring up this fact or this this uh, angle of the game, but I saw too many people saying things that are just completely not true, or at least you got to be a rare personality type for this to apply. You can play this game just fine if you've not played Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2. I don't think you're your enjoyment of the story will be any less. Now, that said, there are things brought up, at least in the first 15, 16 hours that I played, that I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that from Dragon Age Origins. Uh, but honestly, it's nothing that if I hadn't known where the source of information came from or what they were referencing, it wouldn't have made any difference. It still would have been absolutely acceptable but i saw a number of people going oh you can't play it if you haven't played one and two i you'll just be so lost including one guy saying that it'd be like watching return of the jedi without watching the first two star wars and it's like i'm like maybe but i was only an hour into the game at that point but once i got into it a bit more um bioware i think took the tack of not heavily referencing the first two especially to because it had been a while since I'd released one of these and the second one was pretty maligned even by the people who had nerdgasms over the first one you know uh it, it, it's it's insane it's gonna be another 80 to 120 hour game uh but I what I've seen of the story so far they just had kind of a plot twist deal in the 15th hour of the game that was tremendous. Uh, it, it's one of those ones that could have been a little worrying. You know, they kind of misdirected you a little bit. But so far, I'm finding all the characters engaging. I'm finding the the relationship mechanic stuff a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's Bioware back to form, at least with Dragon Age, you know. I, I still would say they're one of my top top companies I will trust on reputation. And honestly, John, that's that's why I picked it up. It because Bioware. You know, they kind of forked the pooch with one in story wise and two completely. But Bioware's got too long a lineage making damn good RPGs for me to turn my back on them when 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 I saw stuff that they were describing pre-launch or pre-review period and, and the reviews that were coming in for it. And the fact that there wasn't an embargo eight hours after it launched helped a lot. I will say there's a few bugs in it. There's a few bugs here and there, but it's nothing game-breaking. It's not Ubisoft problems. <laughs> you know, I'm not falling through the world. I've had to reload one time only because it was... What was going on was annoying me more than it was actually broken. Um, I could have dealt with it until I decided to log off or uh, save and quit, uh, probably. But, eh. 
It's pretty standard stuff with a triple A game. So you ever get around to it, John? You 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 might want to dip your toe in it, but but be fully warned that there's a lot of collect them all stuff. <laughs> you know all that crap. <laughs> That's it's funny when I was playing it. Uh, they got this thing called collect shards, and I'm not giving away any plot points for that. <laughs> and I'm doing what you have to do to kind of figure out where the shards are. I'm like, this is John's dream right here, and I'm like. Or worst nightmare. And it, it depends. I thought it's kind of interesting. The first zone they send you into, the first part of the map, is massive. But then I, I just stuck a toe into a couple other zones. And they and they get a lot smaller. I think it was a pretty smart choice. Because you learn a lot of the game mechanics you're going to need in that first zone. And so they give you room to maneuver and perform that. One other thing I would like to add is I kind of wish they hadn't put in horses. You can get a horse, but the controls are crap, and quite honestly, I find it's more fun to run around on foot, killing stuff as I go. There's some crafting in it, you know, some general stuff, but it's 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 another Bioware RPG. I'll be curious to see if they go with another one after this. If they they'd be okay in my book to do to do that. Mm-hmm. To, to to go again because I think depending on how this story ultimately plays out, I they I see some p- potential for future games that won't be just, you know, shovelware cash grabs. So there you go. That's what we've been playing. Uh first thing I need to do tonight, if you're listening to this on some kind of you know device, you will notice that our, our uh logo has changed. That logo is Courtesy of our very own Glacier. Sure, shit ain't courtesy of me. Um, thing I need to say about this, and I want it on air, uh, is I, I I I'm always happy when people make things for Wonderpod and Wonderpod Online, but it's rare that I go, "Holy shit!" That's just how I am. I'm always happy about it. But to get that like a little a little emotional higher than standard jaded jackass mode that I'm usually in, you gotta commend somebody when they do that. And when you posted that in the chat, Glaze, I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. You know, and I thought you were brilliant handling that. Asking us questions without telling us what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> <laughs> Because when you're like, what's your most prominent feature? I'm like, ah, I don't know. And so I said, like, the goatee that I always have on my... on my. Why else would I be asking that? Well, no, I, I, I figured, yeah, I figured it was some kind of art thing, but I didn't know specifically what you were doing, and I didn't want to ask. Like, I'm like, I could ask and then, and then maybe get some context to answer to him. And I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go, you know that goatee I always put on my uh, Xbox avatar? I'm like, use that. He's like, you're like, no, it's a hat. I'm like, okay. That works for me. I I realized that just going with the flow and letting, seeing what the hell you were going to do was way better than asking questions. Of what type of art was I going to be viewing, <laughs> you know, in a, in, in a short time. And I'm glad I did, because I could not ask for a better representation uh, of me 
standing there with two nerds. Because <laughs> if you look at the logo, that's the only thing that made me laugh. It's like, well, it's the hillbilly and the two nerds. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was. Uh, I mean, it's. I, I I thought the design was very sleek and very simple, and and uh, yeah, hit it home, right? I initially had tried to do a wrestling mask for you, John, but you just look like a rapist. So I uh, <laughs> I scrapped that. The nerd, the hillbilly, and the gimp. Is that what, that what it would have been? <laughs> oh, so like some of the skull masks I see in GTA Five Let's Plays that make yeah. people look really horrifying? Yep. Yeah, that, that probably would have been good. So, well done, Glacinator. We appreciate it. It's, it's awesome. That immediately... In fact, I loved it so much that I put that up on iTunes with a hangover uh, because I went to a party on Saturday and I'm like, I had to, I talked about this with somebody and I'll, I'll get into that, that thing in a second. It had been so long since I put a logo up on iTunes, I had to do a Google search to teach myself again, how, where the hell do I put that in the RSS reader or in the RSS feed? So I'm like, da, 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 da. oh, okay. Da, 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 da. And then I had to go read iTunes thing because they've got a new system now that they want at 1400 by 1400 uh, pixels. And I had, to, I had to double check that could it be bigger than that or did it have to be exactly that? And it, it could be bigger than that. So I used the, the one size that you linked. Uh, just hosted it on the website and put it up there. So it's all, it's awesome. Ch- check it out. Glacinator is a is an awesome artist. Uh, he he's always dropping stuff like that, and and we use it. Um, there's a few of his other greatest hits on the side of the website. I think I'm gonna make them a page during our winter break, including the <laughs> the avatar he uses on Skype that I love the pieces. But speaking of 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 parties and and talking about stuff uh two th- two other things i want to get through real quick next week's american thanksgiving so i pre-recorded a conversation with our very own chris lloyd at a time that was good for both of us mostly good for him because it wasn't the middle of the night in the uk when we did it <laughs> so that's what you're gonna hear next week while we're fucking off for thanksgiving well for john it's a normal thursday for guys and Andrew and I. It's, so it's a holiday excuse to eat. Um, and I, it's going to pretty much appear unedited. I didn't really hear anything. I think I can just slap some bumper music on it. I'll probably give it a quick listen. It's a couple-hour show, but I, it was good, and I was really glad we, I was able to do that with him. He's always you know, showing up for the live events and this and that when it's middle of the night in, in the U.K., along with Olivia and Andrew, his brother. Um, and the other thing, is uh, when I went to that party this weekend, I it was a surprise party for my f- buddy, college buddy. And uh, much as I figured before I even agreed to go, I knew nobody at that party outside of the birthday boy. <laughs> Always so much fun. And so one thing I like about my life is the fact that I work for a family cattle ranch slash family ranch business as a day job, quote unquote. So I can say that as what I do for a living. Unless somebody knows the other stuff. That's when it becomes awkward. I avoided that particular thing, thankfully. I could just say, yeah, I'm a stupid ranch hen. Yuck, yuck. And I, I was good. But 
there was a gal at the party talking, and I'm sitting, I don't know, within earshot of her and her friends talking, and she's like, oh, yeah, I got a credit card stolen one time, and and some guy bought, like, $500 worth of stuff at, at a GameStop, so I just told my credit card company to just make it so that you, uh, nobody could buy anything at GameStop, F- video games, you know, harumph, harumph, and I'm like, yeah, it's at that moment... You gotta decide: Are you gonna are you gonna defend the medium that you're passionate about, or are you just gonna shut the fuck up? <laughs> and a lot of times, I will defend it, but I was not at a public event. I was at somebody's house that I was a guest at, so I decided to shut the fuck up <laughs> and not say anything. But I find it funny that the more video games mature, the more there's still so many people that just look at it as a as a kid's thing. And, you know, adults should not be doing that. And and from her tone and from her attitude, it was just painfully obvious that was her 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 take on the situation and, and her friends as well. So we've come a long way with video games, but we still probably got a ways to go before we're considered the same as plopping yourself in front of the TV and watching, you know, uh, nightly shows every night. Which to me, there's no difference. No, so, none. Yeah, I, I don't. I used to defend video games every time it came up, but anymore, it's like a lot of times you're you're arguing with people who solidly made up their minds a long time ago. Maybe it's cowardly not to do it, but I've just decided that the the path of least resistance is a is a better one in that regard. So, uh. Final thing that, well, well, first thing that I kind of actually want to talk about is, you guys know that Far Cry 4 came out, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> the, it, it, it looks pretty good. It does look good, but here's the thing. I saw this on Twitter, too. Uh, somebody retweeting somebody else, and it was all over Reddit, and it was all over NeoGAF, that... People were bitching at Ubisoft that, hey, man, the field of view camera's broken. Now, having played 3 a little bit, the field of view basically turns it from, like, third person to sort of first person. And, and, you know, you swing the camera around this and that. Uh, It basically gives you field of view controls, right? Right. The creative director of Ubisoft Montreal tweeted about, I want to say two hours, or at least I saw his tweet had happened about two or three hours after I started hearing people bitch about this. And initially I was thinking, oh, great, way to go, Ubisoft, fucked up again. No, the people who were bitching had pirated the game. What Ubisoft did was they made it so that you had to download a small-ish day one patch when you connected to Uplay. And in that patch was the field of view controls. So essentially, your game was fucked if you had pirated it because you could not get that patch. And so all these people that were bitching on various social media platforms had pirated the game and fully gave up the goods that they had pirated the game. Man, oh, man. let's start with you first. Is that an acceptable way to deal with piracy? Because it did not... As far as I know, as of this recording, it did not interfere with anybody who legitimately bought the game. It only messed with pirates. Is that an acceptable method of large corporation sticking it to the yo-ho-ho in a bottle of rum? Uh, 
Yeah. I like it. <laughs> what on a one to ten clever scale, what would you give that? Uh I would give it uh the black beard. Out of beards. Out of beards? Yeah. I, I, I have to say I thought that was pretty damn clever given given Ubisoft's um problems recently. I really wasn't I really wasn't too into patting them on the back, but I thought, wow, that is pretty clever. John, uh is that an acceptable response to you as well? Or or is there too much pro- potential for damaging actual customers, even with that? Well, I, I think it's just fine as a as a uh, a measure to uh, to call the the pirate the pirates. But I, I would I would hope that they have some sort of uh, that that the that the risk is not is not high. I, I would hope so. I mean, if if it is, then then that's their fuck up. But but like to the pirates, well, you know, well, what do you expect, right? I mean. Eventually, someone's gonna gonna put up a put up, put up a roadblock when you're taking their stuff. It's gonna happen. Well, and my thing is, Glacinator, you know, has talked about DLC and how that's company's doing wrong, and and to a certain extent, that is a cash grab and this and that. And then, along with DLC, you have a lot of DRM. You have always online. Piss so many people off with Sims Five. You're never going to keep everybody happy, but this, to me, is the first time I've seen a anti-piracy measure that did not damage good customers in good standing that paid for Far Cry 4, and yet stuck it to the pirates, although I assume eventually somebody will figure out how to patch it so that doesn't happen. Uh John, have you ever seen anything else like this? Have you ever seen a, a an anti-piracy measure that just stuck it to the pirates and didn't? Uh, can be, you can you recall any? To be honest, something I, so something comes to mind, but I can't I can't think exactly what it is. If you can give me a minute to Google it, I will get back to you. But I think there is something in the last last couple of years that, where there was like uh, if you pirated it. You got so far, and sh- and the game just stopped, or the game gave you a message, or it was something. Okay. Uh, uh, let, me, let me have a look. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. Back, I'll, I'll get back in a minute. Okay, go ahead and look that up. Uh, Glace, how about you? Have you <laughs> shit? I almost I muted myself. I hit it on accident. Uh, have you seen anything clever like this, where it was just kind of messes messed with the people that pirated it, but didn't mess with customers? I'm trying to think if Bungie had ever done anything. Because I mean, if if a company were to do something with their online, it would probably be Bungie in terms of piracy. But I can't think of anything that they would have done that they had done. All right, John found something. What you got, John? It's uh, IGN's list of the eight most hilarious anti-piracy measures in video games. Oh, I, sorry, I missed the. Uh, I missed the. Yeah, let's see if there's anything more. Um... Yeah, right. Yeah, fucking IGN. Got to have the ads. Here's an EA one. Uh, Mirror's Edge. Um, if Mirror, let's see. If Mirror's Edge from EA detects that you're playing with a pirated copy, it will automatically slow you down before you reach key jumps that require lots of speed. That's you know. I think that's one we covered on the show. I think I seem to recall that uh, the Operation Flashpoint one. Um. 
which I thought was more of an indie-style game. It didn't have a AAA publisher, because I've seen it floating around on Steam, but apparently, maybe it does. Um, the pirates start off with normal weapons, but then their weapons become less and less accurate and less and less powerful, and the player starts to take more and more damage. That's pretty impressive. Batman Arkham Asylum, if uh, if you got a pirate copy, Batman's cape will refuse to open, preventing you from gliding. Uh, besides making it much harder for pirates to be Batman, it also makes the game unwinnable, unwinnable as gliding is required to progress in multiple sections of the game. Oh, oh see, you're... Great. I'm just imagining opening up in that first tutorial mission when you have to jump off the, the tower. <laughs> you just fall straight down. You're splat. I wonder how... Yeah, I wonder how many I wonder how many people did it multiple times before they started to wonder if maybe the fact that it was pirated broke the game. I I think the disconnect here, like this Grand Theft Auto 4 one, um, I don't remember hearing about this at the time. If a pirated copy is detected, the in-game camera wobbles around wildly after a few minutes of play. Um which I, they're saying here, bonus point for any gamer than get Nico drunken game with this screen wobble on and still complete a mission. Oh, okay, I got it. Uh, and let's see. Well, there was one Alan Wake. Uh, if you pirated the PVC copy, you got a pretty epic eye patch. Uh, Serious Sam 3 had one. Earthbound had one. Um, I just don't recall... And some of these games, like, Twitter was pretty big when uh, Alan Wake came out and when Grand Theft 4 came out. I, I'm surprised how many people bitched about it. Because it was a lot of places. I, I saw links to threads all over the place in the news blogs. Um, I don't recall it being that prominent, uh, the, the bitching about what they thought was a broken game feature. Um, that actually was an anti-piracy measure. Do you guys recall gamers actually screwing themselves by saying that before? Is this the first time? Because I'm not kidding you. I saw it a lot of places. Where, where pirates are screwing themselves? Well, where they bitched about it like openly on oh. social media instead of realizing that it was an anti-pirate. Because I don't remember any of the stuff on the IGN article Outside of the uh, Mirror's Edge one, mm -hmm. I don't remember any of the rest of this. There, there was there was something pretty recently, and, and that list I just posted, and not neither of them. Uh, um, it was probably a, a PC mod or something. A PC mod, and that's what that's what I'm vaguely recalling. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um. Yeah, it, it like I said, it's. I, I wish more developers would take the time to figure this out. You know, because that's really a pretty simple way to do it. Now, UPlay has not been the best online service ever, but if you get something on Steam or you get it from Amazon or whatever, it's got to check servers or download. You know, it's pretty simple to code in something or patch in something pretty critical to the game without 
you know, that, that breaks it for pirates and breaks it, doesn't break it for, for, uh, you know, paying customers. Seeing all these different ones you link, John, like the, like the IGN thing, I wonder, I wonder if they ever got, I wonder how many of these were patched around though. That's like the pirates actually putting out another crack that would, that would stop it mm-hmm. or that would, you know, fix it. Although what Glace was saying about a PC mod, um, so oh, here's I, I found a different one now. This isn't again. This isn't what I was thinking of, but it's a Dark Souls uh, trick. Where um, I'll, I'll just read what it says here. Dark Souls is legendary for its difficulty. Both Japanese gamers who logged into the game before the official launch date were faced with an ungodly challenge. Developer from Software invaded their games with max-level Black Phantom adversaries, complete with 1,900 hit points, and all the abilities topped out at 99. (laughs) Uh, Edge's review character was just a fraction as ferocious after almost 60 hours of gameplay, so these Black Phantoms with an axe to grind were were able to grind their axes squarely in pirates' faces. I mean, you're always going to have a certain amount of... You know, piracy. I, I I really don't want to give Ubisoft that big of kudos. You know, because their idiot president has talked about, oh, 93 to 95% of our games are pirated. Oh, woe is us. And then you give us a pile of crap like Unity and you wonder <laughs> why people pirate it. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's it's just it's fascinating to me that that people, uh, that they found a way to do it without, you know, without really breaking it for the, for the, uh, for the paying customers. I, I don't, I don't know. It's, I, it just found it, it made me laugh because it was clever. And so. Yeah, and this, the second link I put up there is, uh, cracked, put five, uh, anti-piracy strategies that screwed over regular gamers. You want to see the other side of it? Yeah, it, I was trying to think. Uh, some of those are so far back. I, I have to question how many people were actually damaged by it. Um, like the Lenselock games required a, a little plastic decoder gadget. Um, yeah, see, this was Atari era, mm-hmm. and and the next one down, Star Tropics. Yeah, Star Tropics. I have a little story about that because because I had that letter with the invisible ink. You had to, you had to wet the piece of paper, right? To read, to read the code, right? I remember back when I was a kid and Star Tropics came out, and Star Tropics is is one of my favorite games uh, growing up, and uh, I rented it a bunch of times, and um, the old like, when you go to go to the video store to rent the game, the game would be in the, you know a, a, a plastic case on its own, right? And if you were I guess early enough to rent it from its when it, when it first came into the store the the manuals and stuff would be in there too right and i remember when i rented star tropics it had the letter in the in the in the in the manual in the case right so i was the person who got to dip the dip, dip the paper into the water <laughs> and of course i of course i'm being honest me and you know um doing all the good things in video games i dried it out and put it back in the box <laughs> And then send it back to the store, right? Wondering how the hell that was going to work for anybody else. So I wonder if, if if either I was the first person to, one of the first people to rent the game, 
uh, and get that far, or I was the only person who had rented that game and got that far where I needed the letter. <laughs> yeah, the early stuff, like I have some PC games that would probably run on my machine. God damn it. Stop putting fucking ads so close to the edge of your text field that I click them. Um, I I don't have the the codes for, but that came on the case. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good thing I rarely ever dig into my PC CD case collection. You know, uh, well, I mean they're in like a, a binder case. What the actually wasn't there a story on that? Did you ever play Star Tropic Glaze? Did you? Run into that, or is that a little before your time? What's a rental store? Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. What the hell did I read this week? I read something about older games like that let people make mod- mods for them that basically takes away the the authentic- authentication code. Legally, you know, you see what I'm saying. Um, I goddamn, I wish I'd save that story link because that is something. If game companies want to get a little love, you know, a ten year old game that somebody wants to put the time and effort into playing, let them, you know, figure out a way to to kill off the the need for the the serial number. So they can play the game they bought and they just lost the code for. I really wish I'd kept that. Uh, I really wish I'd kept the damn, kept that damn article. Because it, it, it was, it was something that's like, you know, companies wanted a quick, wanted a quick, uh, quick, fix, goodwill fix. That, that'd be the way to do it. Okay, I'm closing this cracked article because... They are one of the ones that designed their website that, like, it's a PayPal ad at the top, but then it's just blank white space, and everything you touch toward the side of the stupid article sends you to PayPal's stupid ad. Um, here's the other one that I wanted to bring up. Anything else on piracy, anti-piracy? Nope. Place? Rawr, rawr, rawr. I'm good. Okay. Uh, this is something that Glacinator put in the chat, and I didn't really follow up on it probably should have but it was it was interesting to me for a phrase i already told you guys the the part that interests me but um nintendo this week um made an announcement to basically or a statement uh nintendo games to be eligible for nikoni co creative endorsement program and then it says update after that but the uh people really need to learn not that I'm a pro journalist or anything, but people really need to learn to put their fucking updates at the bottom, like below the original original material, you know, because <laughs> that that makes it easier to read for us idiots using your stuff. Um, fans will be able to create and post derivative works without any concerns. It's not limited to let's plays, but game music covers and song covers as well. Nintendo games will be eligible for the Nikonic. Nikoniko program starting December first. Once that date rolls in, we should have we should receive uh, more information. Dewango has re- has revealed that 
I can't even say that. It's a, a game party in Japan, which is about all about playing games together. It will take place in January, blah, blah, blah. Some extremely notable Nintendo information has come through the initial announcement. Nintendo will be a special sponsor of the event, and President Satoru Iwata appeared in a video. He stated that the company now officially gives its permission for anyone to use their properties for derivative works, Let's Plays, music covers, fans, and more were specifically showcased. Additionally, Iwata announced a creative endorsement program. This will allow Nintendo to provide revenue to creators who produce well-received work. At the moment, the program is only downloaded at Nikonico as as it's a subsidiary of Duongo, which uh, I like Nintendo's attitude here. I apologize for slaughtering all that. I should have read it through a couple more times. Um, I'll do the update now, too. Some clarification and partial corrections via the source below. The creative endorsement program was originally created by Nico, Nikonikoi, Nikonikoi, its parent company, blah, 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 not Nintendo. It was originally started in 2011 to reward creators who made highly viewed videos. Nintendo's announcement was that its games will soon be eligible for the program. Uh, this sounds like Japan only, doesn't it, Glace? Or, or were you reading that this may become a whole... Or were you kind of thinking, oh, this will become a, a, a more widespread thing? Because as many Japanese company names as I slaughtered there and can't read because I'm just not good I with I figured them. this would eventually, I mean, if it's not already going over elsewhere as well, I figured this is like the first predecessor for it to do that. So, so the fact that they announced it for this Japanese company um, is gives you hope that maybe they're going to back off the Let's Players and cover musicians and fan projects. Yeah. For the future. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I I, I could see it. Uh, John, uh, I take it you're kind of in the same camp. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's, a good, it's a great thing. I mean, if it... it it's, a, it's one of those outre- outreaches of, um, you know, support, you know, of... I don't know that they're supporting, but of putting something out there that that their fans can can hold on to and be able to express, you know, how they feel about that about that company and the games that they play. I mean, that they're shut that they had shut down so many of the, the YouTubers and stuff, or or drawing drawing from their um, you know the the YouTube revenue. I think it was if you if you if you isn't that what it is? If you, if you use their their likenesses or their their properties you had to pay so give them so much money or some crap yeah there was i forget it's gotten so muddled now oh lovely 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 (sighs) uh sorry i'm having some technical difficulties uh yeah we've done a couple stories this year where they kind of have been back and forth and they were doing some dmcas which is digital media copyright act uh, to stop people who were making revenue on their s- system, mm-hmm. um, and I, I it kind of depended. I think Nintendo's doing all of it under the cover cover of protecting their, um, you know, their their copyrights and their their, uh, you know, their licenses and things. But it's just more of, to me, Nintendo just, again, doesn't understand how the internet works and really isn't catching up to the modern age. Even in that press release, they talk about the fact that um, 
you know, highly viewed videos, meaning professional Let's Players. You know, if you're some schmuck with recording software or trying to cut together your, your you know, uh, highlight reels from Wii U, they'll probably still freaking flag your video because you're not beneficial to them. It's... I, I want to stay positive about it, though, to me. I want to be like Glacinator and talk about, um, or, you know, think that th this is, this is uh, Nintendo softening their stance on, you know, Let's Plays and, and YouTube videos. But, I don't know. I mean, w w how long do you think Glace from here is it going to take Nintendo to just go full bore and say, you know what? License our stuff. Or um, use our stuff, sorry. I don't think that long, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm on the optimistic side. I'd say like a year. Really? You think a year and they'll just give it up? And and the thing is, is they're not nailing everybody. You know? There's somebody connected to us that posts a lot of his highlight reels from various Nintendo games and doesn't seem to be any issue. I haven't seen any of his videos randomly go offline. Have you two? <laughs> mm -mm. So, I mean, it's... it's. I'm not actually going to say who I'm talking about because everybody that listens to the show should know exactly who <laughs> I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, so I just... <sighs> I don't know. Let's 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 just go whole hog here. Let's get into the discussion of, of let's plays. Is is there any way, shape, or form that people putting videos of gameplay footage on the internet actually costing these monies these monies company? Yeah, that's right. These companies money because that was Phil Fish's argument that let's plays were piracy and I swear up and down that's kind of Nintendo's thing of well well you're monetizing our stuff you know on top of you know using their properties you're monetizing our stuff you're making money off playing our video games that you paid for um do you guys do you, in any sense at all do you guys think that there's any truth to that Glace, let's start with you that what? That there's any truth at all that, that by putting out Let's Plays and, and full plays where you, they play an entire game or any kind of YouTube video involving a video game, that it's costing the creators a cent? No. I mean, uh, I mean the main argument that comes to me is uh, why Nintendo decided to scrap the... Uh, Wii U Smash Brothers, you know, uh, videos because people were putting those up and rip, ripping those off and then putting them up on YouTube. Uh, I mean, that's not the game. That's uh, those are cutscenes. Uh, I mean, you buy a game to play the game. So I mean, all these people that were, let's the people that were watching these videos and then not playing the game didn't really want to play the game in the first place. They wanted the cutscenes. So. I mean, I guess you can make some sort of argument in the long run that they lost out potential money because these people would have bought the game if they really had wanted to see the cutscenes. But I mean, we're not talking about the cutscenes. We're talking about the entire experience of the game. And I think Let's Plays are just a small part you know, of what makes a game a game. So, I mean, you can't get a full experience watching the video. 
John, your take. Yeah, it's about potential monies. That's the, that's kind of the that's the phrase you use there, Glace. That I like. Then, um, you know, it's uh, the the argument can be made. I don't. I I I, I see let's plays as free advertising. To me, you know, they're they're sure they're showing off the content of the game, but it's not. It's not the the, the playing of games is not typically at least the passive. Experience of a movie or of a TV show, you know, if someone watches your your live stream of a TV show, yeah, I mean, you're not getting that ad revenue from that, I suppose, you know, like when it was broadcast on television. But, but I mean, for a game, you know, if you if you're going to enjoy a game, you're going to pick it up and play it, I would hope. And you know, just watching it, to me, it's almost like a it's not a review, but it's kind of like a way to, to, to get a gauge of would you this game yes or no um, but you know is there potential monies that are lost there maybe you know if you know, maybe, maybe you could argue that I, I would have I would have bought that game to try it out if I wanted to spend the $60 or in my case $70 to buy a, a new AAA game or whatever but, uh, but you know to me I, I, I personally I see Let's Plays as advertising I don't. I take that back. I, they're advertising, like you say. They're not losing the company's money. I see them as for twofold. I watch. I watch let's plays of games I will never play, like Fez. <laughs> take that fish. I was never going to buy your game because I suck a platformer. So I watched let's plays of it uh, just to see what Glacier was talking about about how good a game it was, and it was for for people who like platformers. But even if I was mildly interested in it after your fucking shenanigans, I wasn't giving you a damn dime, prick. Uh, and then I also generally watch Let's Plays of games I already own to see what cool shit they're doing or what entertaining stuff they're coming up with. Minecraft, uh, you know, Seven Days to Die, DayZ, all those uh, big survival games. I already own them. The fact that I own them is what's interesting me in watching what other people are doing with them. Mm-hmm. I can tell you one thing. I mean, we watch we watch Let's Play videos here at the house uh, quite a bit. And, um, you know, with Peter, you know, Peter, I'll, I'll show him a trailer and then of something that he, I think he might like, you know, the new Mario Kart or Mario game, whatever. And, you know, here's a, here's a Let's Play of it. And I can tell you immediate, immediately, if he digs that video, he wants, he's asking me, Daddy, can we get that game? Can I do that, Daddy? You know, like that's the, that, those are the kinds of things it, it gets them excited, right? And I mean, it's got to be the same way for for lots of kids, right? Oh yeah, totally. The worst thing you can do show your kids let's play videos. <laughs> well, maybe so, but still. <laughs> I, I mean, in the sense that it's going to cost you money, they're yeah. instantly going to be attracted to it. And it's not like you're showing them, you know, Far Cry Four, Dragon Age, where if you like fart, you get blood all over you. I mean, because Dragon Age does have, a, it's just like Origins. There's a lot of blood, which I'm fine with. But you're not going to show it to a four-year-old, hopefully. Um, no, I wasn't meaning you specifically, John. I know damn good well. You oh, no, no. I, I, I know what you mean, but, but but I mean, I mean, the, but those kinds of Let's Play videos are for, or for the audiences they're meant for. Hello? Mute button. Um... Well, that's the thing. You already are controlling the content. So, really, the, my point in that it, you're, you're kind of doing yourself in as a parent is 
you show it to him, it's something that's appropriate for him. Oh, yeah, he's going to want it. Ooh, shinies. I'm a full-grown adult, supposedly, and I'm like that. <laughs> With game trailers and Let's Play videos. Um, by the way, Nico, Nico. I don't know why I could spit that out. Sorry. It's actually a Japanese YouTube. Yay for research before the show. I didn't think we were going to do this story, so I didn't do any research. Oops. Um, so I'm definitely more into Glacinator's camp. Of It's basically, I'm looking at its wiki. My browser decided to crap out on my big computer, so I got my laptop open. Uh, it's, it's a video sharing website in Japan. Managed by a, 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 a basically a telecom company. So, I, I'm going to have to go with Glacinator's year. Um, that maybe Nintendo will. And it's only going to do them some good. Because again, how do these companies... You guys can explain this to me. John, starting with you. How do these companies not understand what goodwill is by just leaving well enough alone? Because that's all Nintendo's doing. Please explain to me how they haven't got this yet. Or 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 why don't they get it? That they're not making enough by shutting all these people down. It, they're just causing anger in a community. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they're, I, I think it's one of those things where they've got too many of the wagons pulled in too close and they can't see the forest for the trees. They're looking at, they're looking at you know, their own interests, their own stuff, and not and not thinking about effects. And that's... That's you know, that's that's a sign of a company who's struggling to come to terms with what you know what's current. It's 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 all it's all the same thing. You know, it's I mean, it's why isn't there um, voice chat online play on Wii U uh, as a as a standard feature of the system? Like it's the same thing. Like they don't they don't see that it's a standard thing that people do now. You know, Kleisner, why don't large companies understand what goodwill is? I mean, hell, sorry, I I, I, I got to say one other thing. It just popped in my head. They taught us the concept in business school of, of goodwill, of take a little loss here and there so you get goodwill with your customer base. Yet no company seems to be able to do that. Sorry, I had to do that tangent because it just popped my head. Carry on. I mean, with Nintendo specifically, I mean, I think their main issue with all this is uh, about their image. Uh, I mean, they're very concerned about how people perceive them. Uh, so, I mean, they don't want to have people misrepresenting them through a video or uh, with stuff with voice chat. They don't want to, like, get accused of something going wrong. You know, I mean, Nintendo is a family company for the most part. I mean, it's not kiddie games, but it's targeted towards a younger audience. So, I mean, they're concerned about upholding the image of, you know, being a family you know, appropriate company. So, I mean, I think they take it to an extreme to the point where it's irrelevant, but uh, that's, I think that's where it's coming from. Yeah, they're by no means the only, uh, the only offender here, but they, they seem to, they seem to struggle, especially this generation with the concept of if you want, a wider audience, you got to give th give them things that a wider audience wants. I mean, I gotta believe to even put 
together a Nintendo Let's Play video, it's probably more labor-intensive than, um, you know, than a PC or, or, or Xbox or PS4, you know, because PC, you buy a piece of software for 45 to 50 bucks, or actually, excuse me, about 30 to 50, depending on your taste. Uh, with, with the other two consoles, Sony and MS, it's about 150 bucks for an Elgato. And here in a second, as soon as I mute, I'm going to look up whether Elgato is actually made for Wii U. So to me, when I see Wii U stuff outside of the highlight reels, it's a labor of love. It says that, that, that somebody who's quote unquote, a core gamer wants to root for Nintendo, but Glacier is absolutely right. It, didn't they say they were going to be more or targeting more of the core gamer audience when they came out with the Wii U? Or did yeah, I? That's what they said. Yeah. 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 Let's plays and voice chat are two of the big things that the younger generation require to be happy. Hell, a younger generation, any generation. Why they take it for granted? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, you're absolutely right, John, because I hear people bitch all the time. How come there's not a free recording software that works for everything with PC? You know, because there's some free recording stuff, uh, video recording. Uh, and I'm talking totally free, no watermarks, none of that. But, like, one of them, you have to be using an NVIDIA video card to use because it's from NVIDIA. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, people automatically think your machine should immediately come up with the option of of being able to record anything you want. Mm-hmm. Well, there. I mean, I mean, Sony put a put a button, a share button, around the controller. Yeah, and a lot of games are going. Yeah, go fuck yourself. We're not going <laughs> to let that work. Um. Well, I'm, I, have but I? I asked... But I mean, as a big company, like that, that's that's a pretty big statement, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's. Yeah, but didn't we talk about? Didn't we talk about uh, how long we thought it'd be until Xbox and Sony made it just so you could record as long as you want rather than... Uh, did we talk about that on the show? Rather than just bits and highlight clips? I think we did, yeah. Because um, that's... Uh, yeah, I'm looking up Elgato right now whether it works with the Wii U. I know it straight up works with the... PS4 and hey, it works with the Atari Jaguar. Mm. <laughs> that is literally the first console listed. Yeah, okay. So an, an Elgato, the Elgato Capture HD 12.1 software. Oh no, wait. The Elgato Game Capture HD, which is like 149 or 100 to 160 bucks on Amazon uh, US, will work with the Wii and the Wii U. Wow. Oh, I guess you'd have to run it. I guess you'd have to run it. Um, uh, crap. RGB cable on the Wii, which is possible, but the Wii U. So it is possible that you can just do straight up Let's Plays with the Elgato, like like all the professional Let's Players do, uh, with Xbox One, PS4, PS3, 360, and PC. Um, huh. I think it really. I, I think Nintendo cherry picks though. Is that your sense, Glace, that Nintendo just cherry-picks the people making, daring to make cash off their properties with videos? Yeah, I mean, if you get too noisy about it, they're going to they're gonna say something. 
get too noisy about it. That's a great way to put it. As as an artist, as somebody who who occasionally puts art online or or makes stuff that uh, uh, you know might get some public notoriety, does does Nintendo's attitude make you tend to shy away from their stuff, or is it just never something that comes up? Uh, I mean, when I put something online, I realize that, I mean, anyone can rip it off. Right. So, uh, I mean, I don't expect to make any money for my art right now at this moment, so I, I could care less. <laughs> uh, I, I think I confused you, and I apologize. No, I mean, like, like recreating stuff that was Nintendo originally. Like, like draw, you drawing Mario yourself and putting it up, like, on Facebook. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Uh, I mean, I've done that before anyway with stuff. Uh, I mean, I never ran into any issues. But, I mean, like I said, I'm not really one to over-promote myself. So. Yeah, so you're not too worried about the big yeah. game coming. I think you're absolutely right that it depends on how noisy you are about it. Because that un- unnamed person posts... <laughs> posts <laughs> Mario Kart videos all the time that I enjoy watching. You know, actually, uh, l- let me backtrack. John, do you think it's too noisy to make in too big a fuss and, and you're, you're going to be in the soup? Is that your take, too, or you got something different? No, that's about it. You know what's funny, Glace? You were talking about or poking fun at me about the fact that there should have been more jump cuts in the uh, Meet the Cultist video. I have the opposite reaction when I watch those Wii U and, and Xbox One and PS4 highlights. I, I'd like to see a little more, please. <laughs> so I think there's definitely too short, at least for me. And it's... I'm not talking, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I'm, I'm talking, you know, two, three minutes at most. Uh, kind of, kind of tends to get on my nerves. I've seen some people cut together longer videos using the Xbox One's methodology or whatever, whatever process and routine they have for those highlights, and it seems to work out okay. I think, I think for the time being, if you want to do let's plays with Xbox One or PS4, your best bets to save your money get an Elgato capture card. Or really save your money and get a Black Magic capture card, um, and 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 do it that way. It's a lot cleaner. You're probably looking at a couple hundred bucks if you if you get just bottom basement uh, editing software that still does what all the bigger boys do, just minus the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. You know, because you got to think about it. Uh, uh, 150 bucks for for an Elgato may sound like a lot. And I'm supposed to appoint it is, but when I was watching a documentary on my favorite subject to ramble about, which I did yesterday with Chris too, uh, Rooster Teeth, I was watching the the them the four or five founding guys talk about founding the company. You know, what one of their biggest costs was when they create first created Red versus Blue in the original Halo. Was that capture card? They, uh, it was an old school Black Magic capture card. $1,500 for that card back in 2003. And it triggered a memory in me of uh, the forums and websites I was hanging around, one of which was Morphe Nation and a couple others. And that the first time I saw Red versus Blue, I was like, dude, that'd be so much fun to do. Who cares if it gets, you know, 
who cares if it gets as much publicity and notoriety as as, as uh, Red versus Blue is starting to get, and uh, also Homestar Runner, which really wasn't machinima, but but close. And then, like I'm sure a lot of people, I saw the cost of one of those capture cards. And I'm like, well, I'm out. You know, so you got to give those guys a lot of credit. It's it's really really easy these days to put a video on the internet. You know, back then it was going to cost you some change. Mm-hmm. I remember back when uh, when Halo Three first came out, and all those machine uh, was uh, RB and the Chief. Uh, that really got me into doing potentially doing machinimas, and I looked up you know all the equipment I would need, and that was in two thousand seven. Even then, it was still a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. So did you did you actually watch some of the Red versus Blue when Halo Three came out? Uh yeah yeah, I, yeah. I mean I've been watching Red versus Blue, so. Well, and I gotta give the guys at Rooster Teeth credit. Um, they they got a, they got uh, the first five seasons on Netflix now, and it's a lot of fun just watching them straight through. Just like it, they're all right there, you know. I, I hope they put more seasons on as as they go along, and that Netflix keeps working with them. I love Red versus Blue. It's in fact, I think it's what it's what made me buy Halo for my PC when that when the when the Halo CE um, came out for PC. That it, I th- I think watching those videos is what made me. And I'm boy. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure that there was actually capturing software, just software like like you know like uh, Playclaw that I use now or Fraps, one of those two, whichever one I feel like using the day I'm shooting. Uh, I don't think either of those were out. Uh, any of that stuff was out yet. I think it had to be a hardwired or a plug-in capture card. Uh, yeah, machinimas, machinimas are, 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 are interesting to me. It's, it's become, I'm becoming more fascinated with them now. But I can see you doing good with that. You know, you, you've got the animating skills now, too, to where you can, you can do more stuff than just shooting the straight-up footage and, you know, doing it that way. Mm-hmm. I think of, like, an interesting game to do it with. It would be cool to do something different. <laughs> yeah, I. You guys will definitely have to listen to the thing I did with Chris. We talk about machinima a little bit because a lot of people get confused that that you have to have an animating background or you have to understand animation to actually do any kind of machinima whatsoever, and that's not what it is. You go go watch the first five seasons of Red versus Blue. <laughs> there's no animation in that. It's just there's some effects, there's some post production stuff, but but it's. It's just basically shot in Halo One, <laughs> you know, and then they added voices to it, which is is just amazing where they've gone. I I I know you guys aren't as massive of fans of the whole company as I am. They they actually just got acquired by another company this week. Uh, Did it really? Yeah, yeah. They decided to uh, get get. They decided to. Go with uh, it's a company called Full Screen. I, I I think it's gonna be a good deal. I was a little crap. I was a little surprised that they did it, but 
everything I've seen so far tells me that they'll be able to continue to do everything they're doing. They're just going to have a bigger budget to to do more stuff. Um, I was I was a little surprised considering that uh, you know. <laughs> Bernie and those guys had had made that company from scratch, and they were pretty damn successful without, um, you know, without without any outside influence. But nothing's really changing as far as the company goes. They're just they're all the same. Um, ah, it's too damn many. There's been too damn many posts. I can't find it. But yeah, they. Full screen's just another machinima, that kind of company. That's definitely something. That's definitely something. Glaze that, you know, I know Rooster Teeth's got like a whole animation department now, and a lot of that's working on uh, working on game capture foot, capturing game footage and and uh, mocap and and animating, um, you know, animating for RVB, but they also do a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, Austin's pretty close. Well, hey, now that they're all by full screen, one of the things they're talking about is is they are going to expand. Shit, they're making a feature length movie for Christ's sake. It's called Laser Team. They they did an Indiegogo campaign and ponied up some other money, and they're they're doing a feature length film. Because that's all those guys are film guys. That's that's one of the things Chris and I get into because Chris is a film student in university, and you know. Film used to be make a film, you know, with a camera, and and then try and get involved in Hollywood. Uh, one of the cl- cool things now is you can kind of be a filmmaker and not really have to be making you know movie movies. Um, yeah, I mean, the, t- the tools can be in your in your hands for a reasonable amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, well, at least you can dip your toe in to see if it's something you're interested in at a fairly young age and and not, you know. Break the bank. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I, I think Glace as, a, as, an, as a, a, a soon-to-be animator, I think it's a great time for, for animators. It's not just, you know, like if you land your dream job at Pixar, awesome. But there's so much more than just doing animated films now. You know that's 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 just a awesome, fun, creative stuff to do. I I I think it, I think it's it's I think you're gonna find it's you're gonna be in demand. Well, in, a, in other news, sort of half seriously, half as a joke. Uh, I applied to Nintendo in, in Redmond last week. Did you really? They had, a, they had an audio video editing position that they just posted, and I was like. I have two hours to kill. I'm going to fill out this form <laughs> just for like the, I just really want a rejection letter like from Nintendo. Like, so I can like with the company letterhead. Yeah. With like the logo head. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're not uh, what we were looking for. <laughs> well, I like was just Mario gonna... the bomb with a thumbs up or something. <laughs> I was, I was, or a blue shell at the bottom <laughs> or a red shell. Pick your favorite color. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one's the bastard one in Mario Kart 8. That's not coming to me. Blue. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. Also, I did get it right. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, is it? Yeah, but is it audio visual? Like more, pretty much. I guess that would. I guess the animator that would qualify. Because I'm thinking more like you know actually cutting together videos and stuff. 
Yeah, there's that, and then you know, doing title cards and stuff. And- oh, that's true. Yeah, animation for title cards and that kind of thing. Yeah, because like in any of your courses, did you ever work with Final Cut or Adobe Premiere? Was that were you, have you ever been exposed to either of those? Um, we mostly use After Effects, but I mean, I know how to do all of that stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, it's given the the tools you work in. Um. It's it probably is pretty intuitive for you. None of them are that. When you get into overlays and other stuff like that, it it probably gets more complicated. But and then adding After Effects or put using After Effects in conjunction with one of the editors. Um. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> Chris was kind of bummed out. I'll give you a little spoiler in our talk. He was bummed out because he thought, you know, I'm going to uni. Uh, I'll I'll get to learn Final Cut Pro. Because he's, you know, he uses a Mac for a lot, all of his film stuff. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> using Adobe Premiere. Huh. <laughs> so he's having to, he's learning how to do it on Adobe. Uh, how to, he's taking or he's getting editing uh, schooling or taking editing courses using Adobe Premiere. <laughs> I don't think there's a, t- I don't think there's a, a massive ton of difference. I think it comes down to personal preference, really. Yeah. Um. But he's another one. That's another spoiler I'll give Glace. He's another one. He's like me. He can't stand sitting there with a video while it renders, so he leaves. <laughs> one of these days, you're going to get to tell us I told you so. I know it's going to happen. It will happen. It'll be at the very absolute worst time. Uh, I was going to say, oh, no, you almost got me. I had an issue a couple months uh, months or so back. It was a video before the, the Meet the Cultists. Where my computer froze. And I'm like, damn it, I'm going to have to go on the podcast this week and tell Glacinator that I screwed up and my computer froze while I was at work and this video didn't render. You know, and so I hit reboot. I hard rebooted the computer. I logged back in. The video had finished rendering. Whatever caused my computer to crash was not, was not the render. I still don't know. I, th- I think I've got the problem sorted, but and it actually finished rendering. It just gave the menu of, do you want to look at this? Do you want to look at this video or go to the folder? And so I panicked thinking that it never finished, but it actually had finished. <laughs> and so skated by on that one. <laughs> it depends if it's a, if it's an hour or under, I'll, I'll usually do it and use my old rusty, trusty hand crank laptop. Before, before, you know, while, while it's rendering. I think, too, um, from talking to Agent K, Maya is more known for rendering crashes. So I think it's also that you're using a product that tends to be pretty touchy. So, who knows? I, I've had enough. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm cool. You got anything else? I'm good. Oh, oh I'm, just, I'm looking through my WhatsApp chat for, for this week with uh, Knucklehead A and Knucklehead B. That's the other thing. I become like the biggest pervert when I play a Bioware game. <laughs> Why? Because I'm thinking, I don't want to do her. I don't want to do him. I'll do the dwarf because he's a dwarf. He's a midget. Uh, <laughs> and so like I based my character choices around who I want to have sex with. I did it in Mass Effect 3, and I'm doing it in Dragon Yeah, that's a Mass Effect thing, yep. 
Well, there's a, no, there was relationships in the original Dragon Age, and as much as that game pissed me off, I did it in the original Dragon Age too. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to, you know, and I don't care. I don't care what my character is. I I, I play both sides of the fence. Um, usually I'm rocking a female character, but and I am this time too. But uh, I I just I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm such a pervert because I'm sitting there going, nah, this dude sucks. This chick, nah, she she's stupid. <laughs> It's like, wait a minute. Uh, you're supposed to be saving the world here. Not deciding who you're going to fuck on Friday night. Uh, if there is a Friday night in that universe. Oh, God. But, yeah, that's a good way to close the show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we have a ton of ways you can do that. Facebook, Waterpot Online. S- search Facebook. Uh, we have a website, waterpotonline.com. Waterpotonline.com, where the masked uh, YouTuber will show you clips from the Wii U. Don't take them down, Nintendo, please. Uh, I post videos there every once in a while. Uh, there's a the podcast gets posted there, and it's got an embedded player. So if you want to start using embedded player rather than download MP3s, uh, go ahead and do that. We are on iTunes. That's where the cool new logo is. I may also post that logo with this week's show to show it off. Uh, we're on archive.org. If you don't like iTunes, we got a Twitter account. It's at Wonderpot Online. Owen Word at Wonderpot Online. Uh, we got a shit ton of YouTube channels that we were just talking about. My personal YouTube channel, the Waterpot Online YouTube channel, has got some archive stuff. Uh, Olivia made this, Chris's girlfriend. Uh, search Chris Lloyd, you'll find his. I once again have forgotten what it is. 36Wee. Uh, none of that works for you. We got an email address. It's wonderpod at wonderpodonline.com. Wonderpod at wonderpodonline.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at O R I G I M. Or you can follow John on Twitter. At John Keough, J-O-N-K-E-H-O-E. I say anything disturbing on Twitter this week? I can't remember. I thought I did. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think I did. I know. Yeah. No. You're a good. You're a good Twitter citizen, John. It's not. <laughs> it's usually me. Ah, screw it. Until episode two thirty-five. I am Bruce McGee. Mighty budget rules. See you, people. Cheers. Goodbye.